going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ron Nick's Rundown. I am Ron. This is Nick. Our guest, Chris Wells. And Chris inspires you. You've never seen him quite a few times. But yes, we are definitely uh, excited. Obviously, the NBA Finals is rolling around. Obviously, we've gone through the first two games. But before we talk about some NBA business, we got to talk about, obviously, NFL business. And that's Aaron Donald getting a well-deserved bag today, as you see there that, under that um, graphic there. He gets $65 million guaranteed over the next two years. He'll get ninety a total of $93 million over the next three years. And, yes, like I said, these contracts are definitely, like I said, which will – Give, make him the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. He does get a $40 million raise. And yes, he will be also makes him the first non-quarterback to eclipse $30 million per season. And like I said, $65 million guaranteed the first two years. And he can, and the contract will structure him to either that can either retire or return for a 2024 season for the initial $30 million guaranteed. So Nick, Let's talk about this real quick, man. I'll talk about some more about Aaron, Aaron Donald and his accomplishments, but just tell us about the three-time defensive player of the year and obviously why he deserves, of course, this money. He just said it, three-time defensive player of the year. He, to me, he easily could have been the Super Bowl MVP. Yes. Easily. Super Bowl winner, yes, sir. So, uh, you know, this was a no-brainer. You know, Pay the man. Cut the check. Yeah. I want my money in my, mu- my, money in my account, man. No Bitcoin. <laughs> Just straight cash, homie, with the inflation, please. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all I really got to say. I mean, I man earned every dollar he getting. I mean, he takes two guys to stop the man. It's, yes. you know, you put one guy on him, he he laughing. He's like, he's really going to put one guy on me? <laughs> so. Yep, and he's obviously uh, obviously that big hit on Joe Burrow towards the late in the fourth quarter. That pretty much was huge for winning the Super Bowl this this past season. And obviously, a couple other things I want to read about Donald. He had 12 and a half sacks in the regular season and then followed with three and a half more of those more sacks in the playoffs during their Super Bowl championship run this year. Also, with Aaron Donald, he has a total in eight seasons, 98 sacks. He and he has six, at least six seasons with at least 10 sacks. And that's the second most by a primary interior lineman since sacks became official in 1982, trailing only John Randall, who had nine. And yes, he is the also the only Pro Bowler, well, he's one of three Pro Bowlers, excuse me, who has been selected to the first team All Pro selection seven times. And he's one of, like I said, one of three players since the 1970 merger to earn a Pro Bowl selection in each of the first eight seasons. And that's along with Lawrence Taylor, who did it ten times, and Derek Thomas nine. All right, so Chris, uh, your thoughts definitely on Derek uh, of Aaron Donald. He got that bag, and he earned that bag. But, you know, the interesting thing is, this isn't the first time he had a contract dispute with the Rams. He said, or they were, you know, arguing over how much money to pay him because before he, you know, was dominating the league and winning Defensive Player of the Year, uh, I remember he wanted, you know, the bag, and the Rams was like, I don't know about that. And then he held out, and then he finally got the bag, uh, and then he got those, you know, Defensive Player of the Year awards and then that ring. Um, Aaron Donald, man, I said it earlier to y'all. I think he's one of the top, maybe top three in defensive linemen that I've ever seen. I mean, and as Nick just alluded to, man, it takes two and three guys to block him, which means he's freeing up other people. So I don't even think the 12 and a half sacks is really indicative of the, the dominant player that he really is because he could very easily, if, if Aaron Donald were single covered, he'd have 20 sacks every season. 
like yeah. easily. I mean, he's just that dominant of a player. And he's mm-hmm. still got, you know, some some years left in him. So I think it's a great deal, great bag for him, a great deal for the Rams. And, um, man, I'm just, you know, I, I'm happy to see that he's not going to be retiring at least for another year. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll definitely talk about uh, the Rams a whole nother time and, and how maybe the chances of repeating as Super Bowl champions. But I want to get down to some business. And like I say, I just want to pay, give pretty much uh, Aaron Donald his uh, – his flowers, I guess, and obviously the Rams did too today with this contract extension. All right, let's now talk about this. Grace is my graphic. There we go. Let's now talk about the NBA Finals. Just Warriors and Celtics game three will happen Wednesday Wednesday night, 9 p.m. on ABC. Series tied at one apiece. Uh, game one, as you know, the Warriors led big there, uh, heading to the fourth quarter. Then the Celtics came back and won that one uh, in game one. In game two, as you saw, this uh, pretty much the Warriors. Once they went at 19 2 run in the third quarter, here's pretty much a wrap. Stephen Curry had 29 points. Um, pretty much Tatum showed up quite well for at least the first half, only scored seven points. Obviously, that was when the, the third quarter struggle happened with the Celtics. Uh, but yeah, three of the starters only had two points each. Um, <laughs> um, pretty much uh, Jordan Poole, he stepped up there quite a bit there in that third quarter. I definitely remember Looney playing pretty well. And like I said, the Warriors definitely, I think. Uh, pretty much definitely needed that rebound win as that series now heads to Boston. Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on these first two games and where do you see game three heading uh, in this series? Well, first of all, game two, Draymond fucked everything up for Boston. Yeah. Like, it's almost <laughs> like he walked into the room and it was a clean room and he just started throwing shit all over the place. <laughs> shit out my damn way. You know? And like, he got into it with everyone. And it started from the first possession, like the mm-hmm. very first possession. And I was like, damn, this dude, actually, I thought he was going to get thrown out. I was like, he mm-hmm. is going to get thrown out of this game. <laughs> go to the table, go down 0-2, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, sl- the Steph Slander is going to be back, all of this stuff. Uh, but I think Draymond Green, this is why we've talked about this before. Draymond is the most critical piece to that Golden State Warriors basketball team because yeah. without his presence, without his his mucking things up, I don't know that Golden State gets to where they are. Um, game one, they just I, – I, I think they just kind of slept on Boston a little bit. Like, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you go up 15 and you started seeing them kind of do stupid plays, turning the ball over, jacking up threes. Um, they didn't play with the intensity that you would expect – you know, a, a champion to play with, and Boston took advantage of that. But as I said after game one, I think Golden State is okay with Tatum getting 25 to 30, but as long as Al Horford and Derek White don't get 26 and 21, the Warriors should be fine in this series. I mean, it's, it's very clear. Boston, Boston may have the better team than Golden State in this series, but Golden State has the best player on the floor and they have the experience by far. Like, they know what it feels like to be in these moments. And, like, when I watched Tatum in game two, you know, I, I was like, wait a second. Like, Tatum is dominating this game, but I also saw him being a little timid. I was like, why is he – why doesn't he take the ball all the way to the hole? And then he had Steph on him for a couple of possessions. And I'm like, dude, you know, what What would Shaq say in those moments? Barbecue chicken. 
shooting over a chair and like he was passing out of that you know what I'm saying or he was just settling for that little he does that little uh step back jumper and stuff like that it's just I think um Boston is getting suckered into playing iso ball and it's playing into the hands of Golden State and when you know what I try to explain even to my sons like when you're playing iso ball and you're not moving the ball in basketball Everyone can keep their eye on the basketball. All the moving and cutting, you don't have to think anymore. You're just watching one player dribble a basketball and play iso ball. You're not even moving around. You just where your man is right next to you. You're gonna block him out, so on and so forth. So um, that's that's Boston's mistake. Game three, um, I, I believe if Golden State stays with the formula, um, you know, that they exercised in game two, they win game three and. If one of these games, I don't know what game is gonna be, but one of these games, Clay Thompson's gonna hit eight or nine threes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, if it gets to game six, it's gonna be game six. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like, yo, I I read and listened to so much slander on Clay today. People was like, oh yeah, Golden State this offseason should trade Clay, and are they gonna break up the splash? I was like, what y'all? This man just. Popped his Achilles and tore his ACL and was out for almost three years. Like, give yes. him some time. Yes. Like, the fact that he's even playing right now is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a medical miracle. So, yeah, I, I, I see, uh, I, I do see Golden State winning game three and taking control of the series because uh, I just think Boston lacks the experience. Mm. All right, Nick, your thoughts on the Warriors and Celtics? I mean, pretty much Chris summed it up. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Clay is due. Yeah, he's due for He's due. I mean, out here and all this slander too, I'm like, man, boy, people just soon forget how things used to be, man. Man, <laughs> game six in the last series, he was the man. And now he's like, hey, they just get rid of him. They need to just go to Jordan <laughs> Poole and see what they can get on the market with Clay. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you guys is taking it to the extreme. Let the man breathe. Yeah. Right. That's, that's not going to happen. I don't care how loud some of these people talk on on these shows. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, but I, I agree. Boston played right into Golden State's hands. They they don't have the mental experience. Mm-hmm. And then um, I I I always thought I always thought that Al Horford and Derek White wasn't going to be able to sustain that kind of level of play mm. throughout the series. Like game right. one, yeah, but I'm like they're not going to keep this up for five, six, seven games. No, mm-hmm. they might give them one more game. Mm-hmm. That's it, because when Derek White went off, I'm like, oh, I ain't never known this man to make a shot like that the whole season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he had that baby, so that gave him some motivation. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Derek White, I mean, um, Al Horford was, like, literally walking into threes, I mean, catching and shooting. Like, I, he literally, it wasn't even any thought. He caught shot, caught shot. I was like, D-. you know, and people were, I was reading some stuff on Twitter and people were saying he need to be drug tested immediately. Like, <laughs> you know, like where did that come from? That's like mm-hmm. Al Horford from the Atlanta Hawks. You know, mm-hmm. that was ten years ago. Yeah, well, he got that uh that uh, that twenty ten uh, LeBron pack. Well, LeBron came back looking like uh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, I'm like, hey, hey, and that's real. You know, yeah, he mm-hmm. he took that two week vacation. Didn't take like a two week vacation. And no one knew what he was doing, and then he came back playing above the rim again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was back in 2012, though, not 2010, like 2012. Oh, 2012. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you say he came back looking like looking like Carmelo. 
Yeah, I ain't hating on you, player. Look nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's night and day. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> night and day. But yeah, it's I mean, I feel like the Warriors is gonna go into game three and they're gonna get smacked around the first quarter, probably or so. Mm-hmm. And then third quarter, they're gonna cook them boys, and fourth quarter, everybody gonna be booing and cussing. <laughs> cussing. <laughs> Draymond sucks. F you Draymond. I can hear all the chants now in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. a rap game three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't, I mean, I still think the Warriors are going to win the series because of their championship experience. And I just think, like you said, once they start ISO and making uh, Jalen and Jason ISO, it's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, Mar- Marcus uh, Smart is the key to the Celtics' success, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. He, he's there. He's much, he's their Draymond. Yep. Yeah. You know, he's the agitator. He's the, the defensive player of the year. He's the guy who, who pushes people's buttons? I, I, you know, you're right. Like he's got to play better. Don't tell Grant Williams that. I know, right? <laughs> he seen the he, he that guy. Who, that who he play for? <laughs> so, <laughs> like no disrespect, you out there, you making the money, you doing great in life. Happy for you, but uh, get, get get back in the line. One, right. two, three, four, five. Six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I feel like this, um, far as the, the series, I think Boston will definitely get at least one win in g- either game three or game four. Um, I definitely, obviously, Marcus Smart and Al Horford is going to play better. I'm not concerned about that. I think Robert Williams' health is definitely going to be concerned throughout this series. Um, yeah. But I think, obviously, I think Grant Williams and uh, Derek Ooh. White, Yes, have to be, have to be, have to step up. Okay, well, this well. is going. This is gonna be a gentleman sweep. Are you waiting on them? Nah, I'm not. <laughs> waiting on Grant Williams. I'm just saying that they yeah. gonna have to, they got to give at least a spark here and there. And yes, Clay Thompson has not played his best in this series, but I, I agree with all you. He's gonna show up yeah. at least at and some they point. Smacked him yesterday without Clay. That's what I was yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, he just need to go off one night and step yep. you on the bench like <laughs> <laughs> towel over his head. I'm saying, yep. you know, it's like the coverage that Boston is sometimes playing is going to play into the hands of the Warriors. Like Clay, it's not so. So here's the thing with Clay: Clay is taking a lot of bad shots. He's taking mm-hmm. shots that he used to take, right? The little fadeaway one leggers. Like he's just not, he's not there yet. But if you give Clay Thompson ten more open threes, <laughs> you know, like you you ask it, like he he was missing wide open threes the first two games. Yes. That's not going to continue to happen, man. It's just no, not. No. no, absolutely not. And, and Clay, we've talked about this before, too. Clay is the, the hottest hot player. And what I mean by that is he catches fire faster than any player I've ever seen in NBA history. Like, And that's yeah. – I, I can think of any player in NBA history, you go down the line, Clay Thompson, when, when he gets hot – he gets hot, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Piss you off hot on the other side of the team, you know <laughs> so yeah. Well, you're not when you're not moving for me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 37 in a quarter, mm-hmm. 60 on 11 dribbles, yeah. 11 threes in game six against OKC. Like, I can go down the list of just times where he just caught fire and you couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, yeah. It's like, man. Mm-hmm. You want to fight. I'm like, you know what? If I ain't gonna win this game, I'm gonna win so. 
right, right. <laughs> hey, speaking of Bane, man, like you know, we you know, well wishes to Mike Breen, man. We we need to hear Mike Breen back on that set. Like Mark Jones is good, you know, and that you know, he, he he's that's our bro and everything. Uh, but man, you know, Mike Breen's bang, you know, like we we gotta have that. Him, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson are the best. Like those those three together, they're the best, man. Yep. Yeah, there could be a possibility he will be back for game three. I don't know if he's necessarily cleared yet, but we definitely will see. I'm definitely hope he will be able to call. He will call a game here, at least get at least return in this uh, in the NBA Finals. I definitely want to hear that as well. Um, now, let's talk about uh, a player. Definitely the offseason. I didn't think we we're going to have any offseason NBA news to talk about until we did get an article from John Hollinger today from <laughs> the Athletic, who thinks that this will. We have seen DeAndre Ayton's last days with the Suns. I don't think it's too much of a shock, but yes, with, with, with a, he's a restricted free agent. And now, what word is obviously they think that we will see a sign in. He, him, and James Edwards believe that we will have a sign in trade. At least the Suns have to do a sign in trade. For one, uh, the Pistons are definitely one team that he, he believes will definitely do their due diligence. And obviously, uh, they believe that Jeremy Jeremiah Grant. Could be part of maybe a sign and trade, possibly. Maybe other teams, Spurs and Blazers are some other teams as well. But the Pistons do have the salary cap to sign them. Um, I want to make sure I get all my notes right there. But Nick, your thoughts on DeAndre Ayton? Um, <laughs> and, I, and let me let me re, let me reiterate this as well. The Suns were completely embarrassed. Their elimination was completely embarrassing against the Mavs in Game Seven of the MA of the MA Finals. Losing the way they did on the road was, and we didn't share this that. That was disgraceful how the Suns played at home. You can't. No, no, they lost at home. You mean? Yeah, they lost at home. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought I said. But yes, yeah, anyone said sorry. Yeah, okay, my, my apologies. So bad they asses got smacked, and it was embarrassing. On national television, and, yes, in front of their home fans. <laughs> it was embarrassing. You can't give a man a max contract, and he only gave you six points in fourteen minutes. Yeah, something like that, right? Four yeah, points. He yeah, even played the whole game. Yeah, he was awful. Hey, Monty Williams was mad at him. Monty Williams said that he quit on the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've had their issues for sure. And uh, why would you want to have an issue with Monty Williams anyway? Monty Williams, I'm going to find think. out in Detroit. They're going to get the bag and they're going to win 20 games. Yes. <laughs> find out real quick. No disrespect to any Detroit fans, but DeAndre, that ain't no cornerstone. He's going to change on to a, a playoff team. <laughs> When he get there, he need a he need a piece or two to help him. <laughs> so, so do you think do you do you think he he would be with the Pistons or do you? I mean, he's gonna get paid regardless. He gonna no, he gonna he get did. paid with the Pistons, but that's that's it. Do you think the Blazers and the Spurs would be a good fit? Blazers would be his best fit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Blazers would be his best fit. Dame Dame would would want to deal with he, the, he needs something. They gave away CJ. Yeah, for crumbs and <laughs> and you know, your, your Nurkic and all that stuff. Yeah, they got to They got to do something. That'll be a, a a win for the Blazers if they can get him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, he gonna have to work. He ain't gonna get all them, you know, them fancy assists he was getting from Chris. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gonna have to work a little bit for his, his scoring. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if he go to Detroit, yeah, he gonna get paid, but he gonna be losing. 
Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> they're not good. No, mm-hmm. no time soon. There's too many good teams in Eastern uh, Conference. Is Dwayne Casey still the coach, right? Yeah, he's still there. Ain't fair to him. No, yeah, <laughs> that man ain't do nothing wrong. That man got fired on his day off after he won the award. <laughs> Go to the airport. Like, we don't want you. We don't want you anymore. We got Nick Nurse now. <laughs> ain't nothing but a John Gruden situation. <laughs> no way. Yeah, that no, was no. <laughs> anyway. that, that was terrible, man. That, that, that was horrible, man. Yeah. So, Chris, but how would you describe DeAndre Ayton's career so far? Because it felt like he was definitely showing lots of promise here. Uh, you know, last season he was doing very well, but it seemed like once the playoffs happened and then especially playoffs. the elimination, he just like, well, I mean, the Suns were terrible all around, but it's just you would expect him to maybe contribute to somebody. It's just his career to me, it's there, but it's not like, you know, it could be better to me. What are, what are your yeah. thoughts? I think I've always felt like DeAndre Ayton was a little bit overrated. Yeah, you know? and as Nick said, he's not a cornerstone. You know, he's he's a piece on a good team, right? Mm-hmm. If he goes to Detroit, he gives you twenty and ten. That's great, but again, they're gonna win twenty games. You know, yeah. so what does it really matter? You know, and if he goes, and I, I think for DeAndre Ayton, this is probably more about money. And you know, I can't fault a man for wanting to go get his money. He's gonna get five years and 190 million or whatever it is from somebody. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just not gonna be the Phoenix Suns. And I think Phoenix is being smart. Like I wouldn't pay DeAndre Ayton that much money either. Not when you can go and get, you know, uh, uh, you know, a low budget center, you know, for ten million dollars to do pretty much what DeAndre Ayton did in Game Seven. Like mm-hmm. you can go find a center to give you six points in 14 minutes, and so or somebody to protect the rim. Um, then I also think this. I think if you if you let Aiden walk or you sign and trade him and you bring a piece in, then I think that opens up the door for more opportunities for Mikael Bridges, you know, and, and, and for Book to really become, uh, you know, the alpha, you know, in Phoenix. You know, I, I, I saw some people saying that they didn't think Book was that guy. Um, I, I differ. I think Book is that guy. I mean, hell, they were two wins away from winning the title last year. You know, mm-hmm. I think the real problem, the elephant in the room in Phoenix is the fact that Chris Paul just got old, like, before our eyes. Like, it mm-hmm. happened so quick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, what happened in the Western Conference Finals? Like, he just totally, it's almost like somebody cut his legs off or something. Like, he just yeah. didn't look the same anymore. And I hadn't heard anything about any kind of injury. I just think that he aged, you know, over the course of a series. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the real problem in Phoenix. Uh, and, and not let me let me so uh, let me not mix my words up. Chris Paul isn't a problem. It's just that Chris Paul's age at this point is probably the problem for the Phoenix Suns. So maybe they need to treat him like they like the Jazz treated the last couple of years of John Stockton. Right? Let him start the game. Only play him twenty minutes a game, and just keep his body fresh. And go get you you know, uh, a backup point guard who can handle, you know, most of those minutes uh, when Chris Paul is sitting down. Just play Chris Paul the important minutes. Play him in the first quarter and play him in the fourth quarter, you know, a ball mm-hmm. game and preserve his body for a long playoff run. Mm-hmm. But DeAndre Ayton, I think, uh, is, you know, again, he's going to go somewhere. He's going to have, you know, good numbers, but it's not going to equal wins. And, and as Nick said, you know, Portland would be an ideal situation for him if Dame stays because, mm-hmm. you know, there are all those Dame rumors that have been floating around the last two seasons. Is Dame going to go here? Is he going to get traded there? So on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. 
Gonna trade him. Gonna trade him for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> oh, that is bad. Yeah, most definitely bad. Uh, definitely uh, for me. Like I said, DeAndre Ayton. I just feel like things can be better for him. Just they could be better. Uh, I, not well. I mean, not not saying far as teams. I'm talking about he far as his career. Not far as where he plays. I mean, Phoenix was the best place for him, but when he goes to the Pistons, not so much. And it, uh, if he if he goes to the Pistons, it's just gonna be him, Kate Cunningham, and that's really it. Like I, there's too many good teams in the Eastern Conference for me to see that being his best option. So <laughs> I just don't. I just don't see it. Running gun. Yep, Running gun. Absolutely. I don't know what. Chris, let's see. As we wait for Chris to come back up, Nick, let's talk about Quinn Snyder, shall we? Quinn Snyder, of course, leaving the Jazz after eight seasons and including six playoff appearances in the last six in the last six years of his tenure there with Utah. And yes, the Jazz, the furthest they have gone was the Western Conference Finals, but they have been eliminated in the first round in three in the last four years, including this year against the against the Mavs. When the first two games, if I'm not mistaken, it's been two. That they didn't have well, yeah, some of the some of those games in the series, they did not have Luka Doncic in that in that in the postseason. Uh, I think Quinn Snyder did the best he could personally with this team, especially when you have Diamond Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Um, but I feel like I mean, if he wanted, if he's ready to leave him and move on, it's it's probably was for the best. I don't think the Jazz are going to get any better than they were at least this past season. I don't think this team was is even going to make it to West Conference Finals. Even if this in his last guaranteed contract, I think what we saw from the Jazz, Jazz, at least in the bubble, it was probably maybe maybe their best year. I thought this year would have been the year they could have turned the corner, at least tried to go to Western Conference Finals. But in my opinion, um, we've seen the issues. Like I, I'm not gonna say there were issues. I think Mitchell and Gobert had the respect for Snyder, but I just don't think this team was gonna be wasn't gonna get any better um, in the, the next few years. Uh, Nick, what do you think about Snyder and his team with the he Jazz? He got out while the getting was good. He's sick of it. Mm-hmm. Sick of carrying his bag of wine and baby. It seemed like a team. Well, I ain't gonna say wine and babies. I don't know how they wine, but you know, it seemed like you know he was at a workplace where the people had a good thing going, mm-hmm. and they still found something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still was crying. <laughs> still was carrying on. Your team was number one. You got, can't get it done. Mm-hmm. One person blaming this one, this one blaming that one. Quit yeah. blaming each other and just play ball. Utah has maxed out what they're going to do. Yeah, they have. They do. It's that's it. Mm-hmm. And Quinn Snyder said, "I'm getting out while I'm still on top." Yes, <laughs> I'm not falling and sinking into this ship or breaking up the team. And people want to put me out, and Danny ain't throwing me under the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, not Danny, but the city. Mm-hmm. So, I. I mean, Quinston did the right thing. I kind of wish he would have said something a little earlier. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but that's that's a job. Right. Because <laughs> he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Utah, Utah got some good players, but Utah, for a long time after Jerry Sloan left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a land of misfits. Mm-hmm. You got Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and uh, Mike Conley, you know, yep, he made that team into a solid shoot. They made him to the number one team at one point, mm-hmm. and they just they just flamed out. I mean, after to me, I, I agree with Charles and, and and the rest of them on on TNT when they say that it's sometimes just the players, mm-hmm. or it's not sometimes. You know, you, you 
you coach can only coach. Players got to play. Yeah. A lot of times I feel like Utah as a team let their coach down. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. ill-advised uh, plays and not not finishing the job. And mm-hmm. you can just, I can just look on the court and just see the frustration masked on each other's faces when certain people do stuff. They, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> grit their teeth, roll their eyes. I was like, yeah, this is a. Uh, this got an expiration date on this. Yeah. Sooner than people think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah. Chris, uh, definitely your thoughts on uh, Snyder and uh, pretty much uh, what your thoughts on him in his uh, his run with the Jazz. Yeah. I, I think, he, yeah, as Nick said, he matched that, you know, that team out. I mean, they, a couple things. First of all, I think the Utah Jazz are the Western Conference version of what those Toronto Raptors and Atlanta Hawks were, remember when Toronto and Atlanta were like the number one seeds in the East Mm -hmm. and you just knew that they weren't going to win. Like they weren't representing the Eastern (laughs) Conference. That's what Utah is like. And I remember, you know, when people, when Utah had the best record in the league and people, oh yeah, watch out for the Jazz. I was like, they're not doing anything. You know, their two star players hate each other. Like, and I think it was very clear that Rudy and Donovan just did not get along. And Utah, you know, while they they built that team around those two guys, uh, it's hard to build a team around two guys who whose games don't necessarily complement each other well, and two guys who clearly don't like each other. Um, right. You know, I think that uh, Rudy is Rudy is an excellent defensive player. There are a lot of people who who, who disagree. Uh, I think he protects the paint well, uh, but once you put him in pick and roll, it. <laughs> You know, he's mm-hmm. out there in face trying to guard people. He looks – it's embarrassing. And yeah. as Nick <laughs> said, Quinn Snyder getting out now was ideal for him. But I do wish he said something three weeks ago, a month ago. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers coaching search would have probably been different. You know, they mm-hmm. – I, I do believe that Quinn Snyder, if he wanted to coach, would be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Mm. You know, he has roots in LA. You know, he was on their staff at one point. Um, and you know, um Utah from this point, I mean, you know, what what coach are they gonna bring in to sort of repair that relationship between Rudy and Donovan? I think one of those guys is gonna be traded. And I think it's gonna have to be Rudy. Uh, but the problem with trying to trade Rudy is that his trade value ain't what Donovan Mitchell's is. And Donovan mm. Mitchell, I believe, and I don't no, and we don't know guys in the league like that, you know. We we know some you know people here and there, uh, but you know, I, I think Donovan probably wants out of Utah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, trying to find in New York. Yeah, oh. <laughs> don't get Nick started. Him and Dame Dollar. Oh, oh my God, don't, uh, don't get Nick started. Your back, backcourt won't work, man. Zion, <laughs> Zion, <laughs> go on, man. Yeah, I, do we see both of these guys? Uh, both of these guys have four years left of their contracts. Uh, Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell definitely has four years, hundred thirty-five million remaining, including a player option. Uh, I definitely want to ask you, Nick. Uh, do we see both of them or one of them, or either of them on a new with a new team? Yeah, so next yeah, season. he's gone, man. He, I mean, he gone. Man. I mean, I don't think they're gonna trade him next season, but by the by trade deadline or end of, end of next season, yeah, somebody gone. Mm-hmm. They're gonna hold on to him for them tickets and <laughs> one more small playoff run before they break it all up. Mm-hmm. You know, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. I don't mean to break them up now and lose all the money. Right. 
Yeah. Don't give away what we can sell. Right. <laughs> you got your goddamn mind. <laughs> All right, Chris, same thing with you. What uh pretty much yeah. you yeah, you said the Knicks already. Do you think any other teams you think that can possibly be a good fit for Mitchell or Gobert? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think there's been rumors about Gobert to Dallas, you know, saying which you know mm-hmm. on the surface makes some sense. Uh, but what about Gobert to, to the Phoenix Suns in a sign and trade? Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, DeAndre Ayton, the Phoenix, you know, DeAndre signing his contract with Phoenix, and then they're making that trade, DeAndre going to Utah and Rudy going to Phoenix. I think that makes Phoenix, you know, a, a favorite in the West. You, mm-hmm. you go and get a guy that protects the rim like that who still has, you know, another year or two maybe left of dominating in the paint the way that he does. Um I'd consider that if I were the Suns, for sure. You know, and I'd consider that if I were the Jazz as well. Mm-hmm. But it's it's uh you know it, it's time to break that up, man. I, I just I just feel that way. Like they need some new energy. Like the energy and the vibes in that room just seem stale. You know what I'm saying? Like Utah just doesn't scare anyone. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, not anymore. I mean, me, not at all. I mean, personally, like I said, they were they they. Best years, I think the best is just pretty much behind them. And I, like I said, we've all pretty much said, said it. That I don't see them going to the West Conference Finals. I don't see them going to the – especially not the NBA Finals. Let's not even discuss that. Uh, but as far as Quinn Snyder, um, I know Mark Stein reportedly did say he will definitely take the year off. A potential successor for the Spurs job once Greg Popovich decides to leave. So we will definitely keep that in mind as well. Um, we'll see. Um, I think it could be. I think it could happen personally. Um, does anyone? Do you tend to disagree, Nick? Like, got a lot in your mind I don't there. Seem like there's a reason for him. That's just to honor Greg. But I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does San Antonio got going on for themselves besides Mr. Murray? Nah, no. Nah. I, mean, I mean, I guess he can take the the rings and help develop the talent because he developed them in Utah. But mm-hmm. he gonna need another piece to go with it. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't just jump on that job, you know, right away. Yeah. All right, Chris, any, any last thoughts before we jump on to this? Nah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now for our last topic. Yes. Lakers hiring Darvin Ham, but Bucks assistant Darvin Ham as the new head coach of the Lakers. <laughs> and pretty much we know the Lakers struggles throughout the season. Of course, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and of course, reportedly Penny Hardaway did say earlier today, and it was confirmed that Rasheed Wallace would be assistant coach of the team. Chris, the floor is yours. Go ahead and speak your mind on this Lakers team, sir. And uh, <laughs> and what do you think of this hire? This is one of those situations where Darvin was just happy to get a head coaching job because this is a terrible job. Um, you know, you, I mean, the roster is as old as Morgan Freeman, you know, like they just old, you know, you got an aging star in LeBron who's not what he used to be, you got a star in, in Anthony Davis. That, that I mean, hell, how many games he gonna play next season? You know, how old is Darvin Ham? You saying what's the over under that Anthony Davis plays more games than Darvin Ham's age? You know, right. and, oh, you know, you got Russell Westbrook, like, like, is he really? Like this is this is a nightmare of a job for a first time head coach. Like, do you know the criticism that he's going to get? This isn't, you know, I made Udoka walking into that Boston Celtics job 
and have <laughs> a young guy that are hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a totally different job. You know, and I think the Lakers, um, you know, I, I, I heard about some of the guys that they, you know, they interviewed Terry Stotts and you know, they were interested in Mark Jackson and you know, mm-hmm. they spoke to a few other people. Well, if you would have waited a little longer, Quinn Snyder would have been available, you know. Yes. <laughs> um and you know, maybe this is just the Lakers just trying to shake it up, you know, and and, and shake the tree a little bit and say, let's just bring on a first time head coach. I'm happy for Dar Darvin Ham. I really am. But yes. I just that this is such a bad first job. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> You, you know, I, I you know Frank Vogel couldn't get the most out of that team, and Darvin Ham is a first-time head coach. You know who's going to have to bring on a staff who of experienced guys. I mean, Rashid is a good star. I like Rashid Wallace. Mm. You know, I think Rashid would be good for a guy like Anthony Davis. You know, and getting him back right. Um, but there's just so much to 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 break apart here with like what he's gonna have to deal with in his job. I mean, not just the roster, but damn, it's LA. It's the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, and like they're gonna be front page, you know, uh, of the newspaper and the first topic of discussion every fucking day, you know, and they're gonna dissect everything that Darvinham is doing and not doing. And when you know Anthony Davis comes and flops down on the bench and throws the towel on the floor, they're gonna dissect that. Is Darvin Ham connected with Anthony Davis? And the first time LeBron leaves the court early, they're gonna dissect that. It's just it's not an appealing job. It just isn't. I would have stayed an assistant coach for another year until another job. I mean, hell, I would have rather go and coach the Detroit Pistons than the yeah, no, and, and you know, the, hey, the Lakers are my squad, man. But you know, the, what what is he gonna do with that roster? That roster, there's no cap space, there's no draft pick until 2027, and LeBron is about to be fucking 40. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before the extension in August. He is. <laughs> so it's a it's a, a a bad first job, man. Mm. Nick, your thoughts on Darvin Ham. I'm gonna do like Russell Westbrook was doing. When he was talking. <laughs> uh-huh. He said that. I don't know why everybody think he uh he's done. Your man got plenty left in the tank. <laughs> I was like, dang, Russ, you're sitting there waiting for the man to slip up so you can say, ah, see, this is what happened the last time I sent the ball over to the man. Come on, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is not, this is not. I don't think it's gonna be good. <laughs> the, fact, the, fact, the fact that Russell Westbrook is still a Laker, yep. <laughs> you know, like I would have cut him the day after the season was over. Like even if you have to trade him for a damn pack of popsicles, like get rid of his ass. <laughs> like there's something to be said about energy and vibes, you know. And you, you know, y'all know that. I know that when you in a room and you can feel the energy and the vibes being a little bit awkward or a little bit off, like you remove yourself from that room. Mm-hmm. You know, remove the bad energy and vibes, and Russ just has that bad energy and vibe. And I just, I don't, I don't know that this is a, a great fit for Darvin Ham. I think that those veteran players, maybe Russell was there because maybe Russell feels like I'm gonna tell Darvin Ham how I want to play. Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna tell. Yeah, exactly. What gonna do. I'm telling him I want to play. See, this is what I need to do. Um, you need to play me with the starters and then take the two starters out, leave me in. Bring them back second quarter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Russ still got some stuff left in the tank. I just think he's just a bad fit. 
Mm-hmm. For the Lakers, real, you know, he's he needs a team where he can just do what he do and let everybody else shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they don't have no shooters, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he's going to take that $47 million player option. Of course he is. Yeah, <laughs> wrong team. You know, and uh, they're going to be stuck with him, so they're going to have to make something happen. That's yeah. what they're for. We told Darwin to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make the playoffs. That's all we need. Yeah, that would yeah. be Game the playoffs. Oof. Lakers in the top six next season. That's a, that's quite a question. You talked about to be out of it, you know, so yeah. there's an open spot right there. I mean, again, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen next season. I mean, there's so much – there's, there's going to be so many transactions, in my opinion, that happen over the summer uh, where rosters are going to be different. The Lakers might have something up their sleeve. They might have a trade ready for Anthony Davis. And we had, I know we're not talking about Anthony Davis tonight, but if that rumor is true about Zach Levine and a piece for Anthony Davis, <laughs> like quickly get his ass out of there. Buy street clothes. Buy street clothes. Y'all want a car? Get out of here, man. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Dress better than everybody ass out of here. <laughs> he got to go, man. Yeah, it's just it's, it's hard to envision. The Lakers making a lot of noise with a roster that just has so many holes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the teams that the, the team that they have right now, they're definitely not gonna win every. I don't think they're gonna win every title next season either. The um, NBA yeah. title. We we keeping over the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I know. they gotta make the playoffs. I'm first. just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, I you think know, they got to make the play in. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> make the playoffs and then. Yeah, man, like ain't no damn way. A lot of cats had already checked out. I had noticed Melo checked out a while ago. He's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna focus on <laughs> some business ventures because oh, he was thanks. cooking in the beginning of the season. He was happy. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't see him like doing anything. I don't see the Lakers doing much though. I just don't. I don't Rick know. Don't... Gone. Yeah, he's definitely gone. I don't see them doing much personally. I just don't. Uh, I don't like I said. I don't know what kind of team they'll have next year, but like I said, I don't. If they're a playoff team next year, that'll be, be. I mean, anything is better than last season. Anything is better than last Levine, season. They're gonna be all right, in my humble opinion. Yeah, just got. They're not getting off of rust unless somebody's trying to clear their books to just start over. Right. Houston <laughs> Rockets. They were willing to do the trade, but the Lakers said, "I don't want to attach a 2027 first round pick to that." Dude, what the hell? Right. I <laughs> gave it the farm for AD, man. Mm-hmm. Man, this is what they got glass glass knees. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey Mike, we tripping though. We still got a ring out of it, even though yes, it was a bubble so. ring. We oh, still yeah, got a ring. ring. Hey, I mean, shoot, I be, people don't need to say that to me. I don't think that's an asterisk, man. I mean, you, to me, I feel like winning that championship and 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 at that time is still an accomplishment, in my opinion. But okay, that's here or there. But uh, <laughs> um, wait a second, let me look up. You know, you know, winning in the dictionary. You know, <laughs> and they have the Lakers name beside it. No, <laughs> Dar- Dar- Ham's gonna spend a- the season in a lot of meditation, doing a lot of reading. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gonna need, yo, he gonna need some therapy. Yeah, this yeah. is gonna be one of those things where, <laughs> you know, you see uh, your parent sitting over in the corner like this, and you're like, "What's wrong, mom, dad?" Mitch be like, go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just go. 
Let's go. <laughs> You know, Darvin, he got his hands full, bro. I, yeah. I really don't know that he knows what he's stepping into. No. Woo-wee. No, because no, there's going to be too many people who've been in the league for too long that, that that's going to... In L.A. Yeah. I got I got the Lakers. Yeah. Court side. Driving to the game. I could drive to the game. Yeah, that, that, that. All that looks sweet and dandy. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Now you got to produce. Yep. Hey, the first month yeah. of the season when the crowd is booing, you know, because Russ then took another jumper that hit the side of the backboard, and Darvin Ham played him forty Russ minutes a night. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! It's kind of ugly. Yes, it will be. <laughs> yes, it will. But now let's uh, get to our parting shots. Obviously, how you, you guys saw this works. Definitely, just see what's whatever is on your mind. As long as it's not offensive. Well, that's obviously we're not going to do anything like that. Uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick, we'll start with you. What's what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, as we had uh, as we close this show out, uh, the good and the bad. The good Uh-oh. with the inflation. Good s- sneakers have become attainable on the resale market. <laughs> People are not buying or wanting these shoes. So certain shoes you may want, you may be able to get yeah i just got something light Uh-oh. recently just something like it's nothing special no this really ain't nothing special oh okay yeah these the, the red oreos you know what i'm saying they're pretty clean <laughs> they're pretty clean but i'm thinking they might they might oh yeah <laughs> they, might go, they might go they might go back to the store i was like eh, they like they like um, you know what i'm saying they crispy for the summer but none of that price you know mm-hmm. I ain't got no heat with me, really. Just I don't really got no heat with me on right now. I got a lot of that somewhere else, but these came in the mail today. Woo, <laughs> buddy! Wow, oh, God! Ah, uh, the watch the throne, LeBron nines. Yes, sir. Had to get them. Oh man, these are clean. These are clean. Yo, I need those, man. <laughs> I need those. You know, these are very limited. Back in the day, when Kanye. And Jay dropped the album, watched the Thonies as a P, and it was going for like 2000 3000 Now they available to everybody. Of course, everybody was like, oh, well, now they available to everybody. I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you can still get them for cheap, a, a good price. A lot of shoes you can get for good prices right now. Now for the bad. Mm-hmm. Gas prices. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I don't want you to take me out to dinner. I want you to send a stimulus for this gas. <laughs> I need you to get somebody involved in Congress. Y'all need to have a sit down because this is getting out of hand. Groceries too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> gas is almost five dollars a gallon on the on the southern east coast. Yes. It's on. It's almost ten dollars in some parts of Cali. I saw it for nine forty nine. That's ridiculous. That's not even funny. People make honest, a life decisions. Yeah. People got to decide whether it's worth going to work. <laughs> even going to work. Shoot. Even. Maybe going to the nurse, depending how far the grocery store is, too. Go going out. I can you hate going out on the date. Shit, that's the date, goddammit. <laughs> what you talking about? Yeah. I'm gonna pick you up food in the car. I gotta put a movie on in my car. Yeah, yeah Joyride is the date now. Shit. <laughs> no. How far you live from here? Oh my god. Girl, that's good. Yeah. 30 minutes. I gotta stand. Yo. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man, casket. Oh, it's getting ugly out here. Now, I, me personally, I, I don't do stuff like that. But yeah, oh yeah, you yeah, oh, oof. yeah. You working a nine to five? You contemplating a lot of things. You just can't just jump up and do like you used to because stuff ain't slowing down. No, 
though. No. Shout out to everybody still doing, uh, pretty much still driving on the road and working as many jobs as possible. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am a driver. Yeah, because this is it. This is getting well. Not not this is not part of my partnership. This this is just ridiculous. I will not. It's really really unfortunate that this is happening to. This is affecting everybody. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know people want to blame the current guy. The last guy, forty five, is the trendsetter. (laughs) He led us to this moment. Oh boy! And people don't think that's how it went down. You're fooling yourselves. This is ridiculous. Voting matters. Ugh. Your local election voting matters. It matters, yes. You have to put the try to put the correct people in place to serve you and your people because you just let anybody get in, folk make up the rules, and then you got to ride them out so you get somebody in there to fight them out. Mm-hmm. You just can't sit back no more because they are trying their hardest to change shit back to Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and it's embarrassing. Yep. Especially with these abortion laws and all these other stuff going on in different states. Yeah. That's just state stuff. But as far as the gas, mm-hmm. I need some help. Yeah. Some coverage, rent, mortgages. Hey, this is I need some help out here, Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't need 30 million for crack pipes. <laughs> <laughs> right? I need 30 million in stimulus. Yes. I need something to go out to all the people in America for their gas. Yeah. Help them out just a little bit. Yes. For at least a few months or at least the rest of the year. Yeah, send a um, gas car, something, anything. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if it, I don't care if it's pink, send it. Yes. <laughs> Do something. These people out here struggling. I, it's hard. You know, you go to the I'm rambling now. You go to the place, <laughs> you go to places and you see people just like pulling out their money and just like about to throw their hands up. It's like, you know, they got the kids and stuff, they gotta make decisions. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's hard, to, it's hard to it's hard to see it is it is mm-hmm. um chris do you have any do you, do you want to just wait for your part shot or do you want to follow up what nick was saying i, I what i look like something was on your mind there i didn't want to be rude well you know i, I i'll i'll do uh the good and the bad i'll start with the good as well um you know with the prices of you know gas and groceries increasing um, you know, I've gotten really heavily involved in uh, in farming and gardening, and I'm really pleased that I've had, you know, dozens of people reach out to me seeking gardening and farming tips, how to grow things. And as you you know, I uh, you know, purchased a quarter acre of land, cleared that land, uh, and now we're growing some of everything. And this is our second year on that land, and so we're harvesting strawberries, you know, that I mean, tons of strawberries, tons of squash and zucchini. I harvested 50 pounds of produce this evening, you know, squash, zucchini, cucumbers, some strawberries, um, and some herbs such as basil, oregano, thyme, uh, waiting on the tomatoes and peppers and blueberries and watermelon and other things that we're growing. So we're really pleased with that. And we hope that other individuals become will become more interested in wanting to uh, grow things and learning how to grow things as well, which not only takes care of your physical health, but also your financial health. Uh, and it, it really, uh, this process is very therapeutic for, for me and for those individuals who are you know doing it as well uh, that I've talked to. So uh, that's the good. Uh, the bad, man, you know, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but gun control in this country is just is, is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a mass shooting like every other day now. 
that we're reading about and you know our our kids are concerned uh the general public is concerned i mean this is happening in schools churches you know clubs grocery stores uh hospitals like man like it's it's just getting ridiculous and and you know something has to happen you know human lives are more important than money and power and people are wanting to control everything and 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 you know it's it's about money and power to some people and and i never understood uh how human lives fall below that mm -hmm. yeah i'm just i'm fed up with it too um it, it shouldn't people should be shouldn't have to worry about going outside every single day you know worried about will they be able to come home you know once their day is over it's just sad it truly is especially in schools and like you said and, and just places they, that you should feel safe but we got well, I don't know I don't know what it is. It's just I, like I said, there's so much anger in this world today. I can't I can't put a finger on it. But th there's something has to be done at some point. At some point, um, my parting shot. I guess Chris has have disappeared. My parting shot for uh, will definitely other than uh, I, I already mentioned some of the bad. But a couple things in the combat sports world side. Uh, Devin Haney becoming the undisputed lightweight champion, defeating George Cambosos this weekend. Definitely shout out to him. Um, wasn't necessarily a classic fight out there in Australia, but Devin Haney did a great job out there in that fight. Um, he did an amazing, amazing job. Um, and number two, I definitely want to give a shout out to WWE's Cody Rhodes for what he what he endured last night in that Hell in a Cell match, fighting with a torn pec. A torn pec. I, I don't. First of all, I've I've seen that mark. That mark looks absolutely. Awful. It was like purple on the, I believe on the right side. It was on the, no, yeah, it was on the right side of his chest. I can't imagine doing anything with a torn pack, honestly. That yeah, it was looks disgusting. Yeah, it was very disgusting. But I got yeah, yeah. gutted that joint out. Yes, he did. All, I don't, can't even imagine the pain that he endured. And even though it is a W. Hey, you brought me some of the produce that we picked today. This is look at the size of this zucchini, man. Like this yeah. is crazy, right? Yeah, you know and the size of the, the squash. Hmm. Yeah. How long it take? How long it took you to grow that? Uh, man, listen. FDA squash and zucchini from the we grow from seed, man. It takes about 50 days from the time you plant the seed to the time you harvest uh, squash and zucchini. But these things are growing every day, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Y'all got jokes now or whatever, but y'all going to eat some squash and zucchini, too. I sure will. I'll be right there. Hey, man, what's up, baby? You got something for me, man? What you need? Huh? Put me on. <laughs> All right, man. All right. We're going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. We definitely want to thank you all for watching. Chris, thanks again for joining us. Thank of you for guys watching and listening to us. Thank you all for watching and or listening to Ronix Rundown. Definitely we'll see you all next time. Enjoy the NBA Finals. Um, I guess some of you enjoy the soccer. Um, pretty much uh, some of you maybe enjoy the college baseball, whatever. <laughs> or the hockey. The Stanley Cup Finals will be around the corner. Soon it'll. I don't. I mean, I know the Colorado Avalanche will be there. Maybe eventually. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, the NBA Finals for sure. Definitely enjoy that. We will. Obviously, we don't know who will, that champion will be, but we will know. We don't. We we don't know yet. No, we don't know who that will. We who, uh, are we are we going to take a guess now who we it will be? Right we, we don't. Okay. Said what we had to say. All right. All right. But definitely enjoy his game three and game four. Well, we got five games. Game three will be Wednesday night. Game four Friday night. 
and we won't have no NBA basketball this weekend, which breaks my heart. Game five will be Monday. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, spend spend time with your lady this weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Spend time with your loved ones. All right. So like, okay. Like, where you want to go? <laughs> what do? Use that time wisely. Because <laughs> Monday we back to business, NBA business at least. <laughs> but everyone, thank you all. And see you all this, and see you all next time. All right.